A reading of the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For You are with me. Your rod and Your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. First grade, that's about the time adults start pestering children with the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, shepherd's never at the top of that list. It's usually fireman, nurse, policewoman, something like that, right? Some adventurous job, some superhero kind of job that the kids have seen either in a cartoon or on TV. Some of them want to be Batman. Well, in this particular first grade class, there was a little boy who was asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it was his turn to get up and give his speech. And so, he got up and he said, what I want to be when I grow up. He said, I'm going to be a lion tamer and have lots of fierce lions. And I'll walk into the cage and they'll roar. And then he paused. And he felt scared. Because he realized what he had said. The imagery of it fluttered his mind. And he paused for a moment and he said, but of course I'll have my mommy with me. <laughs> All the things that we can face when we know we have the appropriate backup. Right? When we know that people who will have our backs will be with us. When we know that we can show up and be really who we are and that the people that are there won't judge us, hate us, forsake us, turn their back on us, or dismiss us. Am I right, church? Isn't that the kind of environment we all want to live in? A place where we don't have to put up a facade and act like we're better than we really are, but a place where we can come and everybody will say, that sheep just like me and we're in it together. You with me? That's an annoying habit I have. I say you with me all the time or am I making sense? And it drives me insane, Norma. I say that all the time. And the other one I do is I'll say something and I'll say right because I want everybody to shake their head so I know you're not asleep. You with me? Think about how important a question that is. This little guy, he just knows he can get in that cage. Y'all remember when we had circuses before we all flipped out about animals and stuff? 
And we could go to the circus, and that guy would get in the cage with them tigers. That tiger ate that guy eventually. Y'all remember that? Poor guy, but... Man, I was always amazed. He would stick his head in the tiger's mouth, and I think, man, if I was that tiger, I'd do him in. But he had trained the tiger because he knew he had confidence in himself. How much more powerful is it, instead of just having confidence in yourself, to have confidence in how you'll be received by the people around you? Think about how confident you are when you're in an environment where you have to present yourself or present your whole being or maybe talk about something that's hard to talk about, but you already know that the people that are there will receive you and love you anyway. Am I right? Every young person that has been to Salkahatchee has had that experience. Young people, am I right? You're in an environment where you can be yourself and you can mess up and you can tell people the way things that you've done where you've messed up and they'll receive it and they'll remind you there's more to you than just your mistakes and your failures. That your dreams and your hopes and the person you want to be matter also. But you know, if we're going to be the person that we want to be, the person we dream to be, the have the hopes that we want, we need a guide, don't we? Teachers try to be guides to us when we're in school. Most of us don't listen very well. I didn't. I tried. But man, I was just so bored in school. Then preachers try to be guides to us. And sometimes we won't listen to them. And sometimes rightly so. And mothers and fathers try to be guides to us. And then some people go through life with no guides. And they struggle and they limp along. And somewhere some caring person institutes a mentoring program Deep down, we know as a society, as people, as individuals, that we sometimes need for someone to show us the way. When I was pondering what I might do with my second week of vacation, I decided I would make a trip to Lake Norman. I'd never fished that lake before. So I got my friend Bobby Derrick, who works at Bass Pro Shop, to bring a map of Lake Norman home. And I told him, I want to come to your house and get you to mark all the good fishing spots for me because I need a guide. We sometimes need for someone to say, hey, I've been through here before. This is where you go. This is what it looks like to make it through. Jesus is that kind of God. The Bible tells us He's experienced everything we're ever going to experience. Every tribulation, every turmoil, every temptation that we go through, He has been through. And He can show us the way through them. He is a shepherd that we can trust. He said Himself, I'm not going to abandon you. When the wolf comes, I'm going to stay. I'm going to lay myself at the gate of the sheep pen and protect you because I'm the good shepherd. And if you read the readings for this week, you read that last week where He says, I am the good shepherd. And He's picking up off of this psalm, Psalm 23, when He led the people out in March 6th. He led the disciples across a lake. And when they get to the other side, there's people already there waiting for them. And when Jesus gets out of the boat, He looks at these people who were clamoring for Him, and He says, they're like a sheep without a shepherd. Just roaming around, not knowing who they are, or what they're supposed to be doing, or where they're supposed to be. And you might remember in that story, He had them sit down on the green grass, and He fed them. And I think all of that to get us back to Psalm 23 and to ask ourselves, who's with us? One of the things you might not know about me is I'm not an extrovert. I'm an introvert. To get up in front of people and preach for an hour wears me out. 
Well, 20 minutes. Aren't y'all glad I don't preach for an hour? (laughs) It wears me out. I am so tired afterward. I am an introvert. High-scale introvert. The only thing I score an extrovert on is when I am enthusiastic about what I'm talking about. And then I can do this. But I need a guide for that. Working outside of my norm. I need a guide for that. And I'm trusting Christ to be my shepherd and lead me even in these moments. Being who we are, who we're called to be requires having a guide. We can go off on our own. Do whatever we want to. We can wander in all kinds of places. And what we end up is like the sheep that gets eaten by the wolf because it didn't stay with the flock. We get devoured. All through the Bible, there's that imagery. When Cain is thinking about killing his brother, God comes to him and says, sin is at your door seeking to devour you. Jesus comes to guide us. And Psalm 23, I think, is the imagery that He wanted to use to pick that up, to get it in front of people. So He leads them out, has them sit on the green grass, and He feeds them. He tells them that He can give them living water. And uses the imagery from this psalm to talk about Himself being a king over them and a good shepherd. And there's a peculiar thing in it that I didn't actually know myself, but... I read this written by Reverend James Howell, who's a preacher in Charlotte, a United Methodist. And he wrote this. James Lindbergh points out that in the original Hebrew of Psalm 23, there are exactly 26 words before and after, Thou art with me. Perhaps the poet was boldly declaring that God being with us at the very center of our lives That God is with us at the very center of our lives. That's the poet's aim. That's the psalmist's aim. 26 Hebrew words before you are with me. 26 after. It's at the very center of the psalm. And it's because God is with us that we can can expect to be led in right ways and be led to places of peace and tranquility and hope and joy and all those things that we value in life even in the midst of the valley of death. Because until the new heaven and the new earth comes, we're going to be walking through the valley of death from today on. Somebody said to me not long ago, the older I get, the fewer people I know because everybody's dying. That's the reality we live in. We constantly walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We constantly walk through darkness. We constantly walk through things that are hard. We see turmoil in the world. We see hatred just completely unbridled in the world. We see selfishness and greed and all of those things just running away with people who have forgotten that there's a guide that will lead us to something else. Or maybe they just don't care. But we know differently. And the difference is that somehow we have said to ourselves, I need a shepherd. And our desire is to ask, are you with me? And this psalm tells us that He will be with us in the good times and the bad. 
That He will be with us no matter what. That He will pursue us no matter what. In most of our English translations, it says goodness and mercy will follow me. But what the Hebrew actually says is that it will pursue me. There's a poem out there called The Hound of Heaven. Google that when you get home. Or sometime during this week and read it. It's putting it out there that Christ is the hound of heaven who will pursue us wherever we go. That mercy and grace, goodness and mercy will chase after us wherever we are. Isn't that what a shepherd does? Did Jesus not tell a story about a sheep that got lost and how the shepherd left the 99 and went and found the one? Is that not what our shepherd has promised us he will do? Walk with us in everything and come find us when we get separated because we weren't paying attention or we weren't doing what He said. We need that kind of shepherd. Because then we can face the roaring lions in our life. Then we can face the things that terrify us. Then we can face the things that tempt us. Then we can face the things that would lure us into being what we aren't really. That would lure us into being... Like Jeff said this morning, those negative soul-sucking people out there. To remember that we have a shepherd who desires that we would walk in ways of peace and love and joy can reinforce for us that He is with us in all things, whether good or bad. And I think maybe that's why this psalm is so popular. Because it doesn't say the Lord might be with me. It says He is with me. Thou art with me. You are with me. And because of that, the psalmist knows that he can sit down at a table of peace even in the midst of all of those enemies that would seek to destroy him. The question we might eventually have to ask ourselves confronted with this psalm is, do I need a shepherd? Do I want a shepherd? Or do I want to be the star of my life? Do I want to leave myself where I want to go? Or do I want to be led? Do I want to do everything the hard way? By myself? Or do I want to know that even when things are hard, I'm not alone? The worm turns on that issue and whether or not the Lord is our shepherd. He has promised to chase us after us no matter what. One sheep got lost, he went and found it. That's a promise to us that he will chase after us. But sooner or later, we've got to stop running away. We have new dogs. I'm convinced one of them is deaf. He will not do anything we tell him to do. He just look at you. The other one is stupid. We have a stupid dog and a deaf dog. I'm hoping they're just putting on airs and all that's going to change. But we can go through life the same way. We can look at everything around us and say, no, 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 I don't need a shepherd. I got my plan worked out. And then the next thing we know, we're off in some place that we should never imagine we could be. And He's calling us and we'll pretend that we don't hear because we don't want to admit that we're lost. And that we need help to get back. I talked to somebody one time who had kind of stopped coming to church and I went, went and saw her at her work. And she said, you know, I've been going through a hard time and I just don't feel worthy of being there. 
I feel like my faith isn't where it should be, and I don't feel like I can really come like maybe I'm being a hypocrite. And it struck a chord to me, and I told her, I said, look, there are some times when I show up to church to be in the middle of the church's faith. Because mine's not so great that day either. The shepherd gives us a flock to be part of so that we can stand in the middle of that flock and the flock can remind us you can trust the shepherd. Shepherds have to earn the trust of the flock, I think. I would imagine that if Chuck daily drove his sheep out into the road so they could be run over, the sheep would stop following Chuck. Do we not know in our midst that Christ has been with us in the valley of death? Do we not know somewhere here and amidst all of us, do we not all have the experience that Christ has been present to us in a time of hurt? That Christ has led us to times of peace? That Christ has led us to times of hope? That Christ has led us to times of joy? That He's been with us through everything? And that when we found ourselves lost, there He was again pursuing us with goodness and mercy. He comes to be our shepherd and He comes to create a flock. To give us to that flock and to claim us for ourselves. And the question is, are you with me? Are you going to follow Him? Will you follow this shepherd? Or just seek to be in control of yourself? Seek to be in control of your own life and everything you do? It's a pretty plain question. The psalmist answered is, the Lord is my shepherd. He leaves no room for doubt. And because of that, he says, I lack nothing. And so the natural question for us, is the Lord our shepherd? Is the Lord our shepherd? Is the Lord your shepherd? Is the Lord my shepherd? I need one. And I can promise you that He's gracious and merciful. And that His intent is to be with you. And my intent is to follow Him. And so I ask you again, are you with me? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.